G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, you might be surprised when you learn which is Australia's longest living organisation. Well, think of the Australian organisations that you know and can you imagine how old they might be? From time to time you'll hear of a centenary, organisations hitting 100 years. Well, there are some organisations that have been around for a long time. And if you think about Westpac Bank or the Australian Agricultural Company, well, there are two that might come to mind, but they're not as old as the organisation that is celebrating a bicentenary this year. None of those organisations were around when leaders Governor Lachlan and Lady Macquarie created the Bible Society in Australia 200 years ago. In its bicentenary year, the Bible Society remains the oldest continually operating organisation in our nation's history. And the Bible Society Australia CEO, Greg Clark, is joining us. Hello, Greg. Welcome back to 2020. Hi, Neil. Great to be talking to you again. Well, Greg, let me just say congratulations, uh, 200 years. Uh, What sort of things are involved in the celebrations for the Bible Society? Thank you very much. It is an astonishing thing to reach 200. I don't don't feel a day over 199, to be honest. But uh, we're we're really looking forward to a great year of celebrations this year, 2017, um, because it's really a celebration not of the Bible Society, but of the Bible in Australia and uh, the wonderful provision of the Word of God for this nation from very early on in in, in its settlement. Um, and uh, people just, I think, are not very aware of that in Australian society now, that this country had the provision of the Bible right there at the foundations of what it meant to be an Australian society. So we want to spend a year thanking God for his provision, but also helping Australians understand the role the Bible has played and can still play in Australian life. Now, of course, back in those earliest days, the organisation became known as the British and Foreign Bible Society. And while the core business of the Bible Society has always been the Bible in Australian society, uh, not much has changed in the way that you do business in all that time. Well, that's true. We began as a, an auxiliary of the uh, British Society. Uh, it's a wonderful name, isn't it? British and foreign. Uh, we've moved on, I guess, culturally from that, but we're still doing the same thing. We're still providing the scriptures for people who don't have it in a, a language they understand. So translation is really important to us. Uh, a format that they can use. So that might be audio Bibles or Braille Bibles for the blind. It might be comic book versions of the Bible for kids in schools. We're happy to be as flexible as possible with the format. And we also want to provide it to people at a price they can afford, which for many people is free. And so we have a a wonderful uh, ministry of giving scripture grants to organizations that are doing ministry and and really need to access the Bible for people who can't access it for themselves. So uh, we work with the uh, Defense Forces, in prisons, in hospitals, in aged care facilities, with disability groups, to really to ensure that every person eventually will have equal access to God's Word. 
Greg, I imagine that over 200 years there's been highs and lows, uh, there's been challenges, there's no doubt been tragedies, there's probably been lean times in that 200 years, but from those early days, expansion into all the states around Australia uh, really saw a, quite a magnificent uh, foothold in all of the states around the nation. Yes, well, the, the history is amazing because the Bible societies grew up with with the nation and we existed before states existed so when a state was formed a bible society was formed there were city-based bible societies and they still are in many places around australia and uh it's that i think that commitment of christian people to ensuring that god's word is available to their neighbors to their friends to those in need around them that's the thing that sustained us throughout the 200 years it's really a grassroots movement of people who will commit their their pennies and then their cents to uh, ensuring that Bible mission continues, not just here in Australia, but certainly supporting it around the world. And I'm extremely grateful to all of our supporters who make it possible for us to, to do about 30 or 40 international mission projects every year, ranging from translation to literacy to Bible provision, providing paper to print Bibles in China, uh, all manner of, of different forms of Bible mission. It's actually our, our supporters who make that possible. And I have been trying to work out, Neil, just how many Australians have been touched by the Bible Society. I can't do it scientifically, but I think it's something like one in 10 people have some connection to the Bible Society movement. So it really has grown and spread and stuck to, the, to its key business. And it works with all the churches. I think that's the uh, unusual privilege of Bible Society, that we are not uh, we don't belong to any denomination. We work with every Christian group that values God's word, and we're we're just very proud of that uh, ability to work cross-denominationally. And I suspect listeners to our conversation today will be surprised to hear of the overflowing out of Australian shores and the Bible moving into all sorts of different parts of the world. I think you mentioned China, uh, the way that the Bible from Australia has influenced all of these other nations as well. Well, right from the beginnings of Bible Society, in fact, the first committee meeting where they collected money, they gave half of it to overseas work. And that really has been the principle of what we do. We both want to serve Australia with the scriptures, but also recognising how blessed we are to ensure that we uh, work for other nations to have the same privileged access to God's word that we have. Uh, the China story is a wonderful story. There's a, a printing press in China called the Amity Press. It's a joint activity of the official Chinese church and the Bible societies, and it's just celebrated its printing its 150 millionth Bible. And uh, these Bibles are distributed legally in China, but also exported to us. In fact, many of our listeners today, if they open up the front page of their Bible, they'll probably see Made in China on the Acknowledgements page. So it really is one of the miracles of modern Christianity that from China, where the Bible used to be a banned book, it is now sending Bibles around the world. Well, we are having a celebration with the Bible Society and reminiscing and celebrating 200 years, a bicentenary for 2017. Greg Clark, the CEO of the Bible Society, is our guest. We'll come back and talk some more in just a short while. Taking a little time to perhaps give a pat on the back, but to celebrate along with 
the Bible Society, the oldest continuously operating organisation in Australia, 200 years celebrated the bicentenary this year for the Bible Society in Australia. And uh, Greg Clark, while we're talking about the Bible Society and the core business of the Bible, there are some other things that have been happening just of recent times, which uh, so many listeners will be impressed about. Just recently we were talking about the Bible Society's acquisition of uh, one of Australia's key Christian publishers, Acorn Press. And uh, just uh, recent years, the acquisition of Kurong Books. Uh, these are still, I imagine, uh, part of the core business when you start to talk about the Bible and, and those things that, that help people to understand the Bible. Yes, well, I think we've got a very um, important and difficult job to do in Australia, and that is to ensure that Australians love and have access to the Bible. And to do that, they need other materials to help them. So we want to support any Christian writing that helps draw people into God's Word, towards God's Word. And we have had the opportunity across the last few years to um, grow our group uh, and to add elements like the Kurong Book Chain and Acorn Press and the Centre for Public Christianity to what we do. And these are all, uh, for us, our hope to reach further into the Christian community in Australia and to align what we're doing in the Bible Society with the other assets that the Lord has provided uh, in the in the kingdom of God down here. So it's been going very well, um, putting together the various organisations, and I think the, uh, the key to it is a mission heart. Um, if an organisation has a heart for getting God's word out to people, whatever part of the business they might be in, then we'll all work well together, and that's been our experience so far. Uh, Acorn Press has uh, been producing fantastic material by Christian writers, one of the few um, publishers that's been able to sustain Christian writing in Australia. Indeed, I think they're the longest standing um, small publisher in in, in Christian publishing in Australia. So we are just delighted to have them join the fold and to be able to produce even more uh, good Australian Christian writing, all in the effort to bring people closer to God and to his word. Greg, we might be celebrating 200 years, but undoubtedly uh, when you're in your inner sanctum with your strategists and you're thinking about the future, you might be thinking about the next 100 years. And exciting for, a, uh, for an organisation in Australia to have good strategies and good plans. But technology is changing. The world has changed. It's the 21st century. How does the Bible Society adapt to some of the changing technology and the, some of the changing needs that people have when it comes to the Bible? Yes, well, Neil, I'm of the view that God provides for us the tools we need to reach each generation and so in our generation, we, are, we have some incredibly powerful tools in the internet, in mobile phones, uh, in multimedia. The reach of these technologies is just astounding. And um, we want to be on the side of good with these technologies. We want to be bringing um, things that will cause people to flourish and cause them to grow deeper in their understanding of themselves, their world, and God. So uh, the Bible itself is easier to get than ever before. And that's true around the world through uh, Bible apps like YouVersion, where uh, you can download it for free and you can access the Bible often in your language. Um, and something like uh, 1,500 languages exist on the YouVersion Bible app. So if you think uh, about uh, the missionaries of the past, where they'd work long and hard to translate the Bible, we still have to do that. Then they'd print it, put it on a boat, take it by some wonderful Cole Porter 
by camel or cart or truck or whatever into the jungles of the Amazon to deliver it to people. Well, those same people in the jungles of the Amazon now often have smartphones and can download their version of the Bible in literally in seconds. So God has provided this incredible uh, distribution network for the scriptures that have been translated into the languages of the world. So the job for us as Bible Society is to adjust our business models to cope with that and uh, to, to cause mission to flourish. We uh, really are closer than ever before to fulfilling the Great Commission of every tribe and every nation having access to the gospel in the word of the word of Christ. And that is just a very exciting thing and such a privilege to be part of it at this stage in history. Well, Greg, there would be very few that would deny that the Bible Society has been the champion of distribution of the scriptures. But let me get you to reflect for just a moment on Aussies and our Bible reading patterns, our Bible understanding. There are some who will say that even though we have this provision of the Bible freely and perhaps more available than ever before, Sometimes we're not getting into it, we're not understanding it, we're not taking up the challenge to study it. Uh, your thoughts on Aussies and our attitudes to the Scriptures? Yes, just spot on, Neil. We do have very easy access to the Bible, but we often don't know what to do with it, or we're not motivated. Uh, we say we don't have enough time or it's too difficult. And we recognise that people do have challenges in their lives that make it harder to slow down and to interact with the Bible. But I think we also need to encourage people to be more creative about their Bible reading and their Bible engagement. Um, to And things like the mobile phone technology help you with this. So if you're a commuter, you're sitting on the train, there's no reason you can't uh, read your Bible, Bible passage of a morning on the train or listen to it with your headphones on uh, or even watch a video these days of someone teaching Bible passages. We have this incredible, flexible, powerful technology now to help us with Bible engagement. It's really up to us to uh, think it's an important thing to do, and it's up to the Bible Society to help convince people that it really is going to change your day if you open the Scriptures in whatever format and uh, and dig into God's Word early on. And, and this is something that our founders realised 200 years ago, um, that uh, people needed to be encouraged to see that engaging with Scripture wasn't an onerous duty. It was going to be a delight and it'll be something that would nourish you and your family and would improve your, your workplace and your attitude and that God had provided his word for our, our nourishment and our encouragement. And once you take that attitude to it, you, you, you become hungry to get into the word whenever you can. I love the word you use, delight, and sometimes I feel like when we talk about reading the Bible, it becomes a duty or a formality, but when you use a word like that, it's a, a passionate and emotional word, and while we might think of the Bible having shaped our heritage in Australia over the past 200 years, I suspect unless we begin to delight in the Word of God, uh, the Word of the Lord, uh, the understanding that we get from the Scriptures, that perhaps the next hundred years might not be shaped uh, the same way that it has been in Australia over these past 200 years. Uh, your thoughts on on how a delight in God's Word can help shape not only you as an individual, but then your family and then your community and then perhaps the nation. Yes, we're, we're a bit crazy, aren't we? We've got this wonderful resource that can align our minds and our hearts and, and help us with whatever struggles we're facing in any given day and yet we don't draw on it. Um, 
the, the word of delight comes from the Psalms, from the psalmist, and he got it. Uh, the Psalms are all about the troubles that were facing King David and the other psalm writers and how they drew on, drew on God and his word in order to find what they needed to get through it. Um, the law of the Lord was their delight, the delight of their heart, you know, more desirable than gold, sweeter than honey. These are all uh, wonderful expressions of what happens to you when you deeply engage with God's word. And I just think we've uh, forgotten it. And um, we haven't slowed down enough to take seriously what Scripture can do in our lives to see that the, the um, perspective that you get when you hear things from God's point of view uh, through the gospel lens. And that's what you get when you're a regular, habitual Bible reader. Uh, the research around the Bible, Bible reading habits is really interesting, and some of it suggests that you need to engage the Bible regularly in order to get that benefit in your life. Uh, in fact, there's some research done in the States that suggests you need to engage the Bible not once, twice, or three times a week, but four times a week, for some strange reason, seems to be the magic number to start making a difference in the way you think, the way you behave, and your, your attitude in general. And I think it's just to do with a habit that we're very much creatures of habit and we forget what life is like and we have to remind ourselves constantly, once every two days pretty much, that this is what life's about. And uh, that, when you do that, you're, you're finding that the, the rough waters feel smoother because you've always got that anchoring point in the Word. Well, Greg, I'm sure you are seeing all of 2017 as the bicentennial year of the Bible Society. The official birthday date, uh, March the 7th, uh, is there anything special that you'll be doing in the lead up to March the 7th? Is there a big birthday cake with 200 candles on it? What, are you, what have you got <laughs> yes, planned? Yes. Even better, even better than that, Neil. On the 5th of March, the Sunday, the 5th of March, we're hoping that the churches of the nation will pause and celebrate the Bible. Uh, we have a, a major celebration that will be held at Hillsong Church in Sydney and broadcast around the country. And if your uh, church is interested in joining in with that, you can take the feed of it. Just go to bible.com.au and you can find out all the information. Um, and we'd love that to be a moment of praise and celebration and thankfulness to God for providing the Word here at the other end of the earth to where Jesus roamed, but uh, Jerusalem, Judea, and the ends of the earth. And here it is, 200 years in Australia. So that's, that's our big moment on the 5th of March, and there are plenty of other celebrations happening as well. Um, but we would love Christian people to stop whatever church you're in, big or small, and join in the celebration on the 5th of March and give thanks that God didn't leave us to our own devices here in Australia, but provided his word. Well, Greg Clark, it's great getting your insight. And no doubt as we get closer to the actual birthday, uh, we'll be talking some more about the Bible Society, about the bicentenary. And uh, I do hope we get a chance to catch up with you again in days to come. Uh, Greg Clark, the CEO of the Bible Society, celebrating 200 years. Greg, thanks so much for sharing your heart with us today on 2020. My pleasure. Thanks for the time, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.